Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. After what I hope was adequate reflection, I've decided not to become a candidate for the U.S. Senate. With full credit and respect for the institution and those serving in it, I conclude that it's just not the job for me, not the town for me, and not the life I want to live at this point. And with that, former Indiana governor, former president of Purdue University, Mitch Daniels, decides not to enter the race for U.S. Senate in Indiana. The race happening because Mike Braun, the current senator, said, you know what, I'd rather be governor leaving us to wonder who will be the Republican nominee. It was Congressman Jim Banks who announced first a little over a week ago and has spent this time just racking up endorsement after endorsement, including just today, the endorsement of Senator J.D. Vance. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Congressman Jim Banks joins us right now of the Indiana 3rd District, a candidate for Senate here in the state of Indiana, and uh, saw there that you were meeting with the former Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Boris Johnson, on the Hill. The pictures were out. I will ask you uh, about Bojo's take on Prince Harry uh, coming up. But first, your take on Governor Daniels uh, deciding not to get into this race, which has got to be a pretty nice sigh of relief for you and your team. Well, Tony, I've said uh, many times I I have a lot of respect for Governor Daniels. I served in the State House and the State Senate for the the last two years of the Daniels administration. And what he did for our state uh, is significant. Uh, what he did at Purdue was really important as president there. And I, I, I told Governor Daniels a couple weeks ago when I called him that, you know, re- really do believe there's a role that he has to play and as a senior statesman in advising uh, my generation, our generation, on the, the big issues of our day, like the national debt, which I know is very important to him. As he mentioned in his letter, the, the China threat and what we're going to do about it is very important. So, I have a lot of respect for him. Our campaign is off to a great start. You mentioned Senator J.D. Vance's endorsement today, uh, Senator Tom Cotton, Senator Marco Rubio. I want to be a part of that that new generation of conservative leadership in the Senate and uh, excited about that opportunity. And over the next couple of years, we have a long ways to go. It's only January in the year before the election year. So we have a long ways to go to go out and, and uh, campaign around the state. I'm looking forward to it. But the, clearly, the, the the purpose of getting in the race early, I mean, we're, we're people who pay attention, is to try and keep other people from getting in the race and show the hot hands. Over the course of the past week or so, every day I get another email. You get endorsements within the state of Indiana, endorsements from outside the state of Indiana. I think you had uh, Senator Tom Cotton. Uh, uh, there was one of the, those those first endorsements, the endorsement uh, from, from Vance. 
is it your belief that being first first to to market, if you will, and seeing Daniels not get in this race, that that's really going to be kind of the maneuver to keep other Republicans from getting into this race? Or are you anticipating others to join in now that former Governor Daniels has made his decision? Well, I mean, there, there are lots of uh, there were lots of parts. Uh, to the to my decision to get in when I did. I mean, I'm I'm not Tony. I'm not a self funder. Um, I, I don't have millions of dollars in my bank account that I can self fund a statewide race. These campaigns are very expensive, so I knew I needed to get started early because I had to go out and start that process of raising money, building support, showing strength. I have no doubt that there will be others who get into the race, but. I'm going to go out and do my part and work hard every single day to make my case around the state. I mean, I I come from a a great district in Northeast Indiana and enjoy a lot of support from where I come from. But there are lots of people around the state who I don't know yet, who don't know what I stand for, uh, who are hungry for strong conservative leadership in the Senate coming from Indiana. But I got to go sell myself and make that case. And that's why I got in the race when I did. But the support has been overwhelming. I mean, I'm, I'm proud to have the support of Cotton and Rubio and J.D. Vance, but the support that we're getting from state reps, state senators, sheriffs, county chairmen, county chairwomen for the Republican Party around the state, it's been overwhelming, and and we're just getting started. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, a Republican candidate for Senate in the state of Indiana. Um, the, the, the conversations uh, about... Daniels involved in something interesting and and I caught it from a lot of of corners that of course there was the massive ad buy from the club for growth but there was uh, articles over there at town hall from friends like like Kurt Schlichter uh, and, and others that Mitch Daniels is simply the wrong kind of Republican for the state of Indiana it, it brings about the idea uh, that first uh, there is there is what was the Republican Party what is the Republican Party and then there was the idea of of that conferring the ideas of strength and conviction as you see it is there an old school republican and a new school republican and what are you well i i definitely i certainly don't see it that way uh, again i i respect him learned a lot from him and remember when he became the governor governor of indiana in 2004 that was after 16 years of failed democrat leadership in the governor's office and he had big, big problems to solve for our state. I mean, we had a budget deficit. He turned it into a budget surplus. Uh, he ran the state like a business, like, an, like the executive that he was, and uh, set our state down a path uh, that made Indiana the envy of the rest of the country for a long time to come. So I, I, don't, I don't dismiss that. I, I respect him for what he did, how he, how he did it. Uh, I've been in the House now for just over six years, Tony, and – just believe that strongly that in the Senate, we need a new era, a new generation of conservative leadership there to shake it up. And Indiana is a conservative state. Indiana deserves a conservative senator uh, representing us in the United States Senate. Mike Braun has been a reliable conservative, especially on fiscal responsibility and, and balanced budgets and cutting wasteful spending. Um, so I, I, I just I think Indiana expects that out of their senator, and that's the track record I've had in the House. And uh, so you don't buy into the idea that 
you don't buy into the idea that there's an old school Republican and a new school Republican and, and, and the old school are rhinos and the new school are, are, are the proper warriors. That, that's not how you play? Uh, you know, I, I, I wrote a memo about this. You and I have talked about this many times before, a couple of years ago, about cementing the Republican Party as the party of the working class, not being the party that represents Wall Street and corporate America, but the party that represents working people. And and uh, in my memo, I talk about that, the changing of the Republican Party. But I'm I, and I represent that that new like, like J.D. Vance. I mean, J.D. Vance and I come from the same humble uh, blue collar working class background and we believe that the republican party represents uh people like our our working parents and and we're stronger today because of that because donald trump shifted the scope of the republican party so i do i do think it is a new republican party it's a republican party that represents working people but also a a republican party with a fighting spirit and and you're seeing that i think play out in this new house majority as well Let's take it to one of the big subjects of the day, which is the debt limit. And uh, you've got the speaker, Kevin McCarthy, for whom uh, you voted, uh, having these conversations with the White House. Uh, Talk to me about what the issue is, because, of course, uh, the screaming and yelling is that playing with the debt limit is playing with fire and playing with the full faith and credit of the United States. And we can't allow this. And uh, a former colleague of yours, Adam Kinzinger, has uh, referred to people who engage in these kinds of things uh, as dangerous, like he involved, you know, people who didn't vote for Kevin McCarthy were legislative terrorists who wanted to have more rights. Where are we on the debt limit? Are we going to raise it? And what concessions do you believe you'll get out of the White House? And how far will you go to get them? Yeah, that's hilarious coming from Kinzinger, who served in Congress, who knows full and well that Congress and the legislative process is, is entirely a, a – um, the, the whole experience is about negotiation. And, uh, and the debt limit fight sets up a, an important negotiation, an opportunity – to address the fiscal issues of our time. We, we have a majority. The American people voted uh, to give us a majority because we promised them that we would fight for fiscal responsibility. And, and the debt limit fight fights sets up an opportunity for us to do that. So Speaker McCarthy is meeting with President Biden this week to lay out um, our goals in these negotiations and to, uh, opportunities uh, as we if we raise the debt limit then coming out of that has to be uh, a number of reforms that will set us down a path to pay off the national debt. It's just that simple. That's what the American people expect us to do. And that's what I'm talking about. You have, a, you have an era of some Republicans who believe that we should go along to get along, just raise the debt limit, um, don't do anything about it. it uh, and then you have the rest of us who believe that uh, these are important fights that will determine the future of this great country and whether or not it will survive or not. So, We've got to use the majority, the power of the majority. Speaker McCarthy is fighting to do that, and and we'll know more after he meets with President Biden later this week. What is the cut? What is the cut that you, Congressman Jim Banks, want to see to say, yes, I'll raise the debt limit? Well, I've seen some projections that show that if we cut annually one, two hundred billion dollars off of the the current uh, trajectory, then that would send us down a path to to pay off the national debt in a course of uh, 10 to 12 years. So there are project- projections that I've seen that would do that. I mean, cut cut wasteful spending. There's a lot of it. It's all across the board. 
in the federal government. But I, I think you can also, you know, 10 years ago it was the Budget Control Act and and uh, some of the, the negotiations, similar negotiations that led to budget reforms. But we got to get back to the point where we're passing balanced budgets to begin with. And with a House majority, we have an opportunity to do that. Is there a, a you, you talk about just generalized dollars. I'm asking, is there a generalized topic? Is there a program that you're like, let's cut that one? Is there something on the chopping block that is tangible that we could all take a look at? Yeah, I think it, it, it is across the board. I mean, the, and the budget committee is taking up uh, this process in the House. My friend Jody Arrington from Texas is chairing the committee. They're going to come up with a budget and put it on the floor that will be a balanced budget. And that that requires this, Tony, to cut across the board, hundreds of billions of dollars across the board, current trajectories. Yes, we have the, all of the excessive uh, so-called uh, COVID uh, relief funding that is expiring. And that's why you're seeing spending dip for the moment. But all of that spending skyrockets after the dip on the current trajectory, uh, trajectory of of the federal budget, so we have to cut across the board. I've seen, I've seen uh, uh, some good um, uh, figures of what that would look like, but it, but it has it has to be across the board. Before I let you go, sir, talking about the race for Senate, you are a Republican candidate for Senate in the state of Indiana. Mitch Daniels, as we discussed, getting out, uh, not even getting into the race, not necessarily getting out of the race, not getting into the race. Uh, Will there be a call from you to the former governor uh, asking Mitch Daniels to campaign with you? Well, again, I, I respect him, admire him, and and uh, spoke to him before um, before I got into the race. I mean, I, I decided to get into the race before I knew he was even thinking about it, and called him to to tell him that. So, I'm sure at some point there will be an opportunity for us to uh, talk further about the the importance of the of, of the campaign and and the opportunity to go to the Senate and serve our great state. And there's a lot that I a lot that I can learn from him and and uh, talk to him about. So I look I look forward to that, but I. I don't know when that might happen. Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District. Uh, Rep Jim Banks on the Twitter box. Check him out there, sir. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Um, I think that Indiana is going to be a very fascinating place in 2024. And there are not many times where Indiana politics play big on the national scene, at least in an election. We've had RIFRA conversations, abortion conversations, sure. But politically, it doesn't happen much. The last time it happened for Republicans was when uh, the vote of Republicans mattered in the primary for 2016, giving it to Donald Trump over Ted Cruz. Before that, you would go to, was it 2008 for Democrats, when they actually had a say in making Barack Obama the candidate, right? Yeah. Senate control, big governor's race. Who's going to now run for those congressional races? Going to be a lot to the state of Indiana and on the national scene. This is Tony Katz today.